0: here's the big question. You're interested in value investing and valuing and evaluating businesses on a deep level, but you don't know how, even after researching for hours, probably dozens of hours, hundreds of hours on the internet, and because nobody else shows you how to do it. This podcast has all those answers and much more about value investing in finance. My name is Jason Rivera. Welcome to Value Investing in Your Car. Hey everybody, Jason Rivera here for episode number three of Value Investing in the Car. Today it's going to be a little bit different. I want to do a mini book review of the single best book I've read all year. Um, And I just finished it about 20 minutes ago and I I started listening to it immediately again. Something I never, ever, ever do. That's how great the book is. Um, Before I get to that, I'm on track. Well, I don't calculate exactly how many books I read every year. Um, I just go by the amount of time I put into it. Last year and the year before I put it in between, or I read between 50 and 75 books. this year I'm on track to read 50 and we're almost at the end of the year. I'm uh, positive that I've done at least 50 uh, now including audiobooks, Kindle books, uh, paperback books, hardcover, everything, uh, not including YouTube videos, of course, stuff like that. So I read a lot and I do that to learn a lot because there's I believe that I can improve in any way and anybody can improve themselves in any fashion if they put in enough time to do it. So before I get to what the book is, why did I step down a little bit in the amount of books I read this year? Because last year and the year before, I felt like I spent too much time reading um, and not doing enough stuff. This year I wanted to do more stuff, implement, grow businesses, research companies, um, just get out and get out and do more stuff, uh, be more productive when it comes from an actual business sense, not just reading and um, listening to audiobooks, stuff like that. So that's why I'm down a little bit uh, reading books this year compared to the last two years. But having said that, my productivity is way up. Um, and I'll get to this in another video or post, at my end of the year post, about stuff I've accomplished this year, stuff I still need to accomplish. Um, what I've learned the best books I've read stuff like that but I wanted to highlight the single best book I've read this entire year having and that's why I kind of want to tell you how many books I've read out of 50 or more books that I read this year this book not only is it the best book I've read or listened to all year but it's one of the best books I've ever read period um, And I knew it's so good that I knew a quarter of the way through the book it's an audiobook um, that I purchased through audible it's so good that I knew it was the best book of the year that I've read all year and I was only a quarter of the way through it that's how good great this book was how impactful it was Uh, actually let me illustrate how impactful it was I'm now that I'm building a team and working to grow my businesses in the best way possible, and having done some significant consulting work over the summer with a great leadership team who's done tens of millions of dollars in revenue, um, they that experience combined with me building a team now uh, for all the businesses I am involved in has led me to kind of reevaluate everything I was doing and had planned to do. Kind of going forward um, I realized while I was consulting that I wasn't building my businesses in the most efficient and best way possible and that I had some significant defense deficiencies when it came to building a team I've been involved in sports my entire life I'm a dad um, but when it comes to leading a business organization I don't have a ton of real-world experience so seeing That consulting or seeing what I saw and learning what I learned while I was consulting combined with me now building a team uh, has forced me to dig deeply and dive deeply into the world of leadership and how to become a better leader how to become a better um, producer all that kind of stuff so what is this book that helped not only with the leadership aspects but also with the kind of changing the entire businesses and I'm in and trying to make them work more efficiently and better over the long term and not only that did it help me or has it helped me realize I needed to change a bunch of stuff as I'm doing this but as I was listening to this book just a couple days ago, I'm building an entire kind of strategy for all my businesses to go into 2018. And so we can do a lot better, um, do a lot more revenue, bring in a lot more cash flow, profitability, all that kind of stuff, hire more team members, and just overall grow a lot better in 2018 than 2017. Now that we're almost at the end of the year. So as I was listening to this book, this book is so fantastic that I'm built, while I'm building this strategy for myself and my team to work towards and work on in 2018, I literally changed probably half or implemented implemented double of the stuff that I had planned to kind of implement and talk about when I was going over the strategy with my team because there I knew Something was missing while I was building the strategy, but I didn't know what until I was reading and listening to this book So what is this book? It's called extreme ownership how US Navy SEALs lead and win on the battlefield and in life By ex-Navy SEALs uh, commanding officers and platoon leaders uh, Jocko Willink and Leif, Leif Babin um, The book is essentially and I, I first learned about this book from uh, Tim Ferriss's Tools of Titans he one of the I don't remember if it was a profile or he said one of the best books he read all year was uh, when the, when his book was released was this book um, Extreme Ownership which I believe released in 2015 or 2016 um, and he's become close friends and interviewed with Jocko Willink again ex Navy SEAL commanding officer uh, Jocko Willink Um, I think he's interviewed on his podcast and I believe he said they've become close friends since interviewing and stuff like that so that's where I first learned about the book and the book is essentially it goes through some battle scenarios from a more strategic perspective and leadership perspective because one of the authors was a platoon leader uh, in the Navy SEALs and one was the uh, was he uh, commanding officer of task unit bruiser essentially he laid, led. he was the commanding officer for several different teams in that entire unit um, and one of his platoon leaders was Leif Babin who is the co-author of this book they go through battle scenarios that they went through and how that affects leadership not only and what the lessons they learned in terms of leadership for the battlefield but they also after they retired from the military uh, both of them they started a uh, I guess it would be they don't really talk about it too much specifically in the book but I'm assuming it would be a leadership consulting group um, Is I guess what the term would be they go into companies and help them formulate better leadership and strategy to take on their competitive uh, to take on the industry and Uh, become better leaders in their industry and their own company and so they become more efficient stuff like that Um, but they so they started a leadership consulting company Echelon called Echelon Front E-C-H-E-L-O-N Front uh, I believe is how it's spelled if you're wanting to learn about that um, so they they learn these lessons in the seals and the, the premise of this book is they, they go through some battle stories. Of course, some of the stuff changed, some of the names changed, some of the names were left out, stuff like that. But they go through what they didn't necessarily do right, what they could have done better, and what they did to implement going forward. So those mistakes, which literally, obviously Navy SEALs um, could and did, in some cases, cost lives so they wouldn't happen again. And they translate those lessons they learned and the stories they tell from the battlefield in Iraq to the business world and how you can improve not only yourself but your company um, your personal leadership um, how you make strategic decisions how you think about strategy um, stuff like that and that fits right in with a lot of other stuff I've been leading uh, learning right now from Jay Abraham on strategy and marketing and stuff like that so it goes very hand-in-hand hand. but the main point that I wanted to get across is that if you want to become a better leader better better business person better husband possibly better wife better parent um, better entrepreneur uh, whatever the case may be there are lessons in this book that you can apply to everyday life um, to any life um, on an everyday basis that will help you become not only a better person but a better business person Uh, better entrepreneur and again this book was so fantastic I never listened I've rarely listened to books over again I've listened some other examples of book books I've listened over again this year were uh, Grant Cardone's three of Grant Cardone's books Uh, 10x rule four times be obsessed or be average four times and seller be sold twice and Angela Duckworth's grit twice Um, and now this book twice So the list of books I listen to over again is very rare. Um, And I never listen to books once I finish it, do I listen to a book right away again, right after that. So that, again, is how fantastic the book is. I highly recommend it, Um, again, to anyone. I think the lessons in this book can benefit just about anyone. If you have the right mindset to take extreme ownership of your life, your decisions, um, and everything involved in your life and your decisions, um, that's the big kind of the basic premise is you taking extreme ownership, meaning even if everything's not necessarily your fault, ultimately it's your fault, and you could have done something to change the outcome, to change your reaction, to change the other person's outcome or reaction, um, whatever. There's always a way to take ext- uh, extreme ownership of everything you're doing and flip it around one example from the book was they were getting um, a lot of questions from their superiors about uh, doing paperwork and just kind of some not menial stuff but stuff they didn't want to be doing paperwork, Navy SEALs are want to be on the battlefield they want to be battling, they don't want to be and killing bad guys, they don't want to be doing paperwork but as commanding officers, they had to fill out paperwork to their commanding officers to or to the, to their higher ups to um, let them know what they were doing because they weren't necessarily on the ground with them. And one of the Leif Babin, I believe it was, came in to his commanding officer, which was Jocko Willink's office at one point and was just pissed and didn't understand why they had to do all this paperwork. Why couldn't they just go to battle and kill the bad guys? And after talking for a bit, Jocko said to Leif that, and this is an example of extreme ownership. He said that we're not doing if they're asking so many questions and taking up so much of our time, we're we are not giving them enough information. We are not giving them enough paperwork. We are not showing them enough to make them trust us. So his plan to get them to trust them was to do more detailed paperwork, more paperwork, and to have the actual higher-ups in the Navy SEALs come and view what they were doing on a daily basis, um, what they were doing on a daily basis, and it led not not only to them getting more operations done in a faster, efficient way, but it led to them seeing some obstacles That could have led to potential deaths another example is there was this one there was friendly fire um, which should never happen Um, you of course don't want to be American soldiers don't want to be shooting other American soldiers so in this case there was some fog of war there was some confusion and a Navy SEAL got hurt I believe he got hurt I don't think he got killed in this case Um, But it was the first time there was friendly fire between Navy SEAL units since, I believe, they said the Vietnam War. And even though it wasn't necessarily his fault, uh, Jocko Willink, the actual commanding officer of this entire unit, it wasn't his fault. He said 100% when they went into the meeting, um, even though it could have cost him his career in the Navy SEALs, he could have got fired for this said 100% this is my fault I didn't do a good enough job telling everybody what they should be doing communicating things uh, telling everybody what they needed to communicate this is 100% my fault if anybody's gonna get fired it's gonna be me Uh, those are two quick examples of extreme ownership and again this I highly recommend this book to everybody Uh, best book I've read all year Uh, one of the best books I've read in a long time actually now I think about it Um, and yeah again I cannot recommend it highly enough uh, to anybody Uh, these lessons in this book can help you no matter what you're doing uh, no matter what point you are in your life I believe these lessons can help you no matter what so hope you enjoy this mini book review of extreme ownership in episode 3 of value investing in the car Um, if you have any comments or questions about this book or this topic or you've read this book and you think it was great, or you think it was crap? Let me know in the comments below. Subscribe, uh, like, love, all that kind of stuff. I, I really appreciate it. And I hope this helps you find an extremely fantastic book to read uh, or listen to. And I hope it can change kind of your outlook on things or change kind of your strategy or what you're doing, like it did for me. Um, so, um,. I'll talk to you again soon. Have a great Christmas if I don't talk to you before then. um, Have a great holiday season. If you don't celebrate Christmas around the world, uh, wherever you're watching from, have a great holiday season. Thanks, have a great day, bye.